When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go, Draft Knicks, here we go. Welcome to another edition of Draft Nation. My name is Joe 412, and I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes. Before we begin, I want to thank our sponsor, as always, iHeartRadio, where you can find all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free. And for those of you who haven't listened to our show before, Draft Nation is a national e-magazine that hyper-focuses on all four major sports and the professional draft. So if you're a draft Nick like we are and you want to learn stuff about aspects of player scouting, or here are mock mock drafts or, you know, uh, the ideas of, for free agencies for your favorite team, some of the salary cap provisions that might, you know, ding your, your favorite team. And, of course, we'll talk a lot about individual teams on here on a week-to-week basis. This is the place to be on Tuesday nights at 9. With me tonight, uh, we have the magical roundtable. It's, it's the, the three musketeers instead of the four horsemen of the, the draft apocalypse. I've got Emmett Mann, writer for Draft 412 and soon-to-be Draft Carolina, in York, Pennsylvania, and I've got Mark Mancini, you know, Mr. East Coast to West Coast out in L.A. Gentlemen, we have a lot to talk about uh, tonight. Are you ready to go on the clock with Draft Nation? I don't know yes. how the sports world survived without us this long. <laughs> I know. It's been far too long, but I, I think yeah. that, uh, you know, now that we've got the band back together, Evan, I'm going to start with you because I know you have an article coming out tomorrow on, on draft412.com. And the big news of the weekend was the NCAA playoffs. And I hate to say it this way, but I honestly don't believe it's a playoff. Uh, I think it's an invitational. And as stupid as it might sound, you know, it looks like the SEC gets an automatic bid no matter what their record is. And even though I, I'll be very honest, I don't feel much pain for the Florida State Seminoles. Um, honestly, I do feel that they got robbed. I'd love to hear your opinion on this. I know you've been tracking it for the magazine uh, over the last three days. What are, what are your general thoughts now that you've had a few days to sleep on it? Uh, well, when the article comes out, it, it's safe to assume that I will not be on uh, college football playoff chairman Boo Corrigan's Christmas card list. Uh, so so uh, uh, just to give you a little taste of what's headed their way, uh, to start off being nice to them, I can understand how things, this was such a fluid situation. Uh, I referenced in the article that heading into the weekend, pretty much everyone had already settled on the uh, the final four, as it were, being Georgia, Oregon, Michigan, and Florida State. And then bleep happened. Uh, you, you know, uh, Oregon prohibitive favorite in the in the final Pac-12 football championship, uh, and they just got handled by Washington. So that eliminated them. Uh, Michigan, as expected, took care of business. 
And then Alabama uh, took down number one Georgia. So that opened the door for Texas to slide in after a very impressive Big 12 uh, uh, championship. So then it pretty much came down to three teams for one spot, Georgia, Alabama, and Florida State. When Florida State won, that kind of eliminated Georgia, in, in effect, uh, because there was uh, they were not with, with as many teams – capable for the, the top four spots. They were not going to put in a team that did not win its conference championship. And so it came down to Alabama and Florida State. And as I'm watching the Florida State game, I'm going back and forth myself. So I have some sympathy for the committee. I go, oh, my goodness, this team, you know, you just can't put this team in a national semifinal. Uh, but then I also have to, you know, realize that, that's a really good defense. This team probably, you know, that defense can keep uh, a team close. Uh, you know, Alabama, Alabama got hammered. Uh, you know, they lost by 10 points. Quite frankly, could have been a lot more on their home turf uh, to, to, the, to uh, Big 12 Texas. And the week before the game, you had, um, they were out. They were down and out uh, to a team that the week before had gotten clubbed by New Mexico State. And fortunately for the Crimson Tide, Auburn's defensive coordinator had decided he needed to beat the traffic home and left the booth with a minute left in the game. Uh, I have never seen on a 4th and 31 a two-man rush with a 10-yard spy. Uh, A week and a half later, I'm still trying to figure that play out. But, you know, they made the, the Milroe made a, a, a remarkable throw. They win. They go in, they t- top Georgia. So it's down to the two. It's down to the Seminoles and the Crimson Tide. Uh, and I, I, as you alluded to, uh, like for many years, uh, the NCAA basketball tournament was jokingly referred to as the Duke Invitational. Uh, these college football playoffs uh, are the SEC Invitational. Uh, their reputation uh, carries the day, and the fact that these games are the property of ESPN Disney, and they just inked a, a nice $3 billion meteorites deal with the SEC, uh, there was no chance in hell that an SEC team was going to be left out of the dance. And so uh, the decision was made to go with Alabama, and as the chairman of the committee, Boo Corrigan was sent out there to justify it. And again, as, as, uh, as you'll read in my column, he sounded like the five-year-old kid you caught with the hand in the cookie jar. One lame excuse after another. And as you knocked that excuse out of the way, he came up with the next one and the next one and the next one. Um, the closest thing that they could come to with a legitimate uh, excuse was the quarterback. Oh, you know, uh, they, they, they lost, uh, uh, they lost their star quarterback at Florida state. There's no way they can possibly win the national championship, especially after that performance on Saturday. The problem being that was their third string quarterback, a true freshman and the backup quarterback, uh, Rodemaker, he's, he's not a jabroni. He's a, he's a competent quarterback. 
He missed the game with a concussion on a questionable hit by an SEC team. I mean, I'm not going to extend the conspiracy theory that far. It's more coincidence, but uh, he was a game-time decision. There's, there's very little question he would be ready by New Year's, and he would have three weeks to work with the Georgia coaches, or I'm, I'm sorry, the Florida State coaches, to you know, acclimate and come up with a reasonable game plan. Uh, so even though that was the best argument they had, it was ridiculous. Then they go you know, to I, the well, – Oh, can I interrupt you know, for one second? I've got to get, get yeah. Mark in here. I know he's been chomping at the bit to talk about this since this afternoon when I told him what the subject material was. So, Mark, Emmett makes a very valid point here. You've got a quarterback who goes down, and if it's their public uh, opinion that they, they – and I get it. Like, they saw what happened at TCU against Georgia last year. They got boat raced out of that game, and people turned it off at halftime because it was already over. But there are upsets every week, are there not? And there are, you know, out to name one, Tom Brady, a backup quarterback who could step in in a championship game, listening to a Steeler fan on this side who understands what that's like and watch a guy go to the Super Bowl and win. You know, is, you know, I, look, I know that that's not a likely scenario, uh, but did the committee just get this flat wrong? I mean, what's, what's your opinion? Uh, you know, I, I, I give you the floor for a couple of minutes here. Just fire away. Well, thank you very much. And Emmett brings up great points as well as, you know, laying it out for me here. Um, I call it the National Clown Amateur Association. And this thing has gone back to 2001, if you guys can remember, when Oregon just had one loss. I believe it was a 49-42 loss. Uh, and they were number two in the polls, and they didn't even get invited. It was Miami and Nebraska, and Miami dominated Nebraska to win it all that year. You can even look at 2003 USC, um, and, 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 you know, there's another one. I mean, it just the list goes on and on. 2008 Texas. Uh, how, how do you keep 2014 TCU out of this? Uh, I mean, there was no Big 12 championship game, and it ended up costing TCU a chance to win it that year. Uh, they went 11-1. and one. They dominated the whole year, and it kind of reminded me of what Florida State this year. I think this is a popularity contest, and I think, you know, when I look at the NCAA, the National Clown Amateur Association, you can give big money to people on jobs, and you give them, you know, uh, accountability, and, and now you've got to take the accountability away from them. You've got to take the, the things that they were doing. Maybe these guys need to man the bathroom and make sure there's enough toilet paper and paper towels in the stall because when they come next year, we're not going to have this, guys. We're not going to have this scenario. Nobody's going to sit here and care about a 12 and a 13. The top 10 teams are going to be set. We're going to have two, all these super conferences. We're going to get what we want. The NCAA, to me, is a relic. It's a white elephant. It needed to go years ago. God rest his soul, Jerry Tarkanian challenged him. Ed O'Bannon challenged him. They just need to go away. It's past their prime. They're dinosaurs. <laughs> well, you know, Mark, uh, you know, they, they already almost have. I mean, the, they've lost control through NIL. They've lost control with a well-intended transfer portal. Uh, There's now, um, you know, a conversation today that uh, the NCAA might allow universities to in, invest in teams and pay players uh, into a trust 
Um, it's it's just going to go wild, wild. It's going to be Major League Baseball in the sense where there's not going to be a salary cap and things are out of control and you got players moving all over the place. We just saw a couple of days ago Ohio State lost a dozen players to the transfer portal uh, or guys are going into the transfer portal just to mercenary themselves out to see if they can get you know a better deal than where they are with the ability to, to walk back out of the transfer portal and go back to that school. But it, And look, and I'm not going to fault anybody for making any money. I mean, this is America. That's what it's all about. And you you get paid what you're worth, right? And and so I I totally get that. But when you're when you're in a situation where you've got a game, the reason the NFL, the NBA, and I will hats off to the NHL, the reason why it's fair is because they have a salary cap. And I think that might be one solution to this is having salary caps so all teams could spend the same amount of money. So it's fair. I mean, when you start a game of Monopoly, everybody starts with the same amount of money. You don't start with one team having Boardwalk and Park Place and the other having Baltic and Mediterranean Avenue, right? So I think that that's, you know, an analogy that should be considered here. And I think the NCAA's job was to control that. But they've, even over the summer, losing control. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma last year, the defections uh, from the Big 12 to the SEC. And this past summer, you've got four Pac-12 teams uh, going to the the Big 10 and two Pac-12 teams bouncing uh, across the country to play in the, the West Coast teams playing in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I mean, it's just it's all bets are off. I mean, you're right, Mark. They've lost they've lost utter utter control. And this is just one other thing where it just shows you it's just a maybe it's a popularity contest. It's more about the SEC, you know, claiming dominance. Um, you know, and Emmett, I know I I had a sneak peek at the article. I know that you you know you, you uh, were talking about the SEC's quote unquote dominance in here with a seven and nine record. I'll throw it back over to you to finish your thoughts. I interrupted you a little earlier, but um, you know, please continue on your your, your train of thought here because I think there's a lot more to be discussed. Yeah, and, and and Mark absolutely had great points, and you did too. Um, one of the things that you brought up, Joe, was TCU, and and that's one that got kicked around a lot. Oh, TCU got demolished in in, in the championship game. Yeah, but TCU got to the championship game. Everyone leaves that part of the narrative out. Um, I, can't my 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 brain can't quite remember who it is that TCU beat in the semifinals, uh, but I know they beat a team to get there. Uh, uh, oh come on, Emmett! So, please, man, please don't bring up that that team. Oh man, that hurt so bad. Those pick sixes, I still today have nightmares of that. Sweet dreams, Joe. <laughs> so I mean, the the. Um, the, the committee, you know, they've even stated previously, and this is one of their contradictions uh, and, and field reversals they've done, is they can't predict. They can't predict what's going to happen. So, you know, again, this notion that, well, we're afraid Florida State might get blown out. One, that defense is going to keep it close. And two, you just don't know. That's why they play the games. Uh, I, I mean, if if you legitimately want to base your semifinals on projected ratings um, and covering the spread, well, then maybe three of your four teams should be Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, because those three in some kind of combination were all involved in the top five rated uh, games. Um, You know, Ohio State didn't cover one game, the game to Michigan. Michigan covered all their games. Penn State covered every game they were favored for. So, I mean, we're just going to let some bookie in uh, in Las Vegas determine what the championships are. 
yeah, hey, let's let's just do that. Let's you know let them set the odds. Let a couple of kids uh, sit down in front of the computer and you know let's let's play a video game. Uh, so you know th- th- that 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 all is a, was a ridiculous thought. Um, so you know there's there's I don't want to give away the whole article, but there, there's contradiction after contradiction. Uh, you know, the, the losing the star quarterback, uh, one, one of the things I say, so what happens, God forbid, uh, if Milrow is, you know, going through practice sometime in the next week or two and has a non-contact injury and suffers a, a ligament damage or a joint damage or something like that, is the committee going to say, oh, sorry, Bama, you got a forfeit. Your star quarterback is, uh, uh, is out, uh, you know. And also, Travis Jordan's a nice player, but let's not make him out to Joe, be Joe Burrow. Um, he wasn't. He's not a first-round pick. Uh, he's not a top-ten Heisman guy. He's a nice player, but he's not a make-it-or-break-it player. So, you know, there, there, there's lots of reasons why they got it wrong. But it comes down to all things in, in life. It came down to money. Um, well, you, has, you know, I mean, has, you, there's a lot in there to unpack, man, because you, you mentioned a few things that just stick in my craw. I mean, first of all, you don't see the NFL, you know, canceling the Jacksonville Jaguars' number one seed potential because Trevor Lawrence might be out until the playoffs. Or you don't see – you 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 mentioned uh, a certain quarterback uh, that plays for a certain team that got left out of the NCAA playoff. Well, if he was that important to his team that went 13-0 and – uh, maybe he should win the Heisman, right? If he was that <laughs> important, so why would you miss that? And or, you know, let's take it a step further. I mean, does, do we not want to play that game against Louisville because they have a third-string guy? I mean, come on. You know, in the consolation prize of the Orange Bowl for the Florida State Seminoles, you know, I, I know that a lot of people are out there rattling sabers and talking about how they should boycott the game and, you know, or that the <laughs> ACC should make up the, the $2 million difference from missing the playoffs to – to that bowl game for FSU and, and all that other kind of stuff. But let's face facts here too. I mean, the big 12 and the ACC are on par with one another, you know, and the team that's representing the big 12 is not going to be in the big 12 next year. You know, we're, we're, and you know, I, I, it, as goofy as this sounds, I mean, the PAC 12 has a representative that's basically in the big 10, you know, and if this is an invitational where it's really the SEC and the big 10 every year, and look, I, look. As a fan of Michigan, I, whatever. But you know, ultimately, I'll even go one step further about your your assessment on the injuries. I mean, to be fair, Cooper DeGene, the best player in Iowa, missed. He hurt himself in practice. He was out. He didn't play in that championship game. Did, did the Big Ten commissioner call Wisconsin and say, "Get on the bus, boys. Come on down," or, or, or call Nebraska and say, "Come on over," because they're missing their best player? No, they played the game. And upsets happen. I mean, Mark. I mean, I look. I've, I've rambled on. I didn't mean to cut into your time no. there, but you know, I, you know, get your sense on on any of this stuff. I think Emmett makes twenty eight, if not forty eight, good points here, and it's a ama- it's almost like highway robbery. I don't know how else to describe it. And I'm not a, like I said before. I'm not a big fan of Florida State. I know there's no you know ill will, nor is there you know you know a poor will here. I just you know, what are your thoughts on on his? On his, on his second part of his assertions here. Obviously, when you guys break it down, the first thing that comes to my mind is these clowns didn't want another TCU involved in the in the championship. Uh, they, they're they're looking at 
See, you know, this whole scenario, and I've never been a big fan of college football for a lot of fronts, and I've, and I've been very consistent. If you be consistent, you know, it's kind of like Jim, you know, you know Leland's uh, speech there. You know, if you missile a player, you lose him for life. If you tell the truth, you lose him for 24 hours. It's the same thing with our shows, guys. If you come out and you state the facts and you're consistent with it, more and more people believe you and they start following you and then they know how you stand on it. I've never been a big fan of this because I don't like the whole system. If you're not going to give me a top ten schedule with the top ten teams in college football, then start building super conferences. So now we're going to have what we want each and every week. And the other thing is we finally take something out of the hands where it becomes a popularity contest. Ohio State should have something to say, one loss. Look at Oregon. They've stumbled a couple, but they they should be in this. Florida State, for sure, undefeated, power five. You keep them out. Uh, Georgia can't even defend themselves because they don't want a three-peat here uh, as far as, uh, you know, the people want Georgia to get. I mean, if you had a playoff system in place and taken it out of these guys a long time ago, then anything can happen and everybody's set. And if the clown that comes out and says, well, we got to debate 12 and 13 – why are we debating a 12-13 and 13 with a team with four or five losses? We, we need to debate the teams that should be in there that had a lone loss, whether it's in the championship game or what. That should be – USC was penalized last year for that, guys, and it, it kept them out of it. And, and look at how you know the, the committee looked at They're looking at traveling parties here, guys. If Notre Dame and Ohio State have one loss and USC is undefeated or has one loss – you know, they're going to take Notre Dame or Ohio State. They're looking at traveling parties. This thing is about a greed. It starts with the letter G, and it ends with the small d. It's greed, greed, greed. Yeah, Amen. Mark, you bring up an excellent point There's a, you know, that's, that's buried in here, is that, you know, everyone is saying, well, next year when we go to 12, no one's going to complain if you're 13 to 15. Oh, yeah, they will, and this is how they're going to complain. <laughs> Uh, what happens if, you know, the SEC Invitational gets expanded and there's five SEC teams in now because the SET, SEC teams get overranked? Or there's no way that anybody can tell me that Iowa is the 15th best team in the, in the country. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't score. They were so inept and scored a great defense. But if they played anywhere except the West Conference, Western Conference of the Big Ten, they wouldn't have been in that Big Ten championship game. Right. So like you, you're going to have, let's, you know, so you have five yeah. of the 12 teams already spoken for next year because the SEC has inflated numbers in a, in a season where they went seven out. Instead of letting them play the games and determining who, who comes out on top, they don't, they, they just vote. And some of these guys have never played a down of football in their lives. Right. You know, and you look know, the coaches and, or these other guys that they wheel in from different places, we're going to put together this special blue ribbon committee and whatever. You know what I mean? The truth of the matter is the NFL, you settle it on the field. You know what? The Steelers lost Kenny Pickett. You know, the, the Jaguars lost, uh, you, know, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence. The Bengals lost Joe Burrow. What did, what did Browning do uh, two nights ago? Guess what? The backup came in and beat the number one seed in the AFC away. And in an away game, he beat him. You know what I mean? So the, the, the upsets happen all of the time. You've got to let it play out on the field. Well, and it's just going to be yet another vote by committee when they get there yeah. next year, and it's going to be weighted for SEC teams. And I hate to say it as a fan of the Big Ten, it's going to be weighted for Big Ten teams too, and everybody else. But, yeah, you'll get your two. Well, you know, you maybe you're three in there. If you sneak them in there, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let them in. And then there are going to be people yeah. that are left out that are deserving, and we didn't see it settled on the field 
And that's the most difficult thing for me to swallow here because that is the opposite of what this competition is supposed to be like. Best team wins. Well, and the best team you know what? And I don't want to take it from Emmett. Are not even yeah, on the field. exactly. And I don't want to take it from Emmett's point because I know we're running out of time. And you, we could all talk for three hours here and blow the station right out. But I will tell you this. It's kind of like the NBA with the in-season tournament. Really? I mean, this is the closest the Indiana Pacers are going to get to winning a championship. They're going to be given a trophy. They might put it on the front desk. You think in Boston or L.A. they're going to take that trophy and put it with the rest of the championship banners? That thing's going to stick in the coffee room. It's just another way of making money in a league. It doesn't make sense to me. An in-season tournament. I mean, can you imagine in Major League Baseball or in the NFL we had an in-season tournament? I mean, you just it's crazy. Some of these teams, that would be their Super Bowl trophy, and the, 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 the traditional teams, they're going to put that in the rec room or something or give it to their friends, to, you know, for a holiday gift. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. look, Emin, I'm going to give you the last word on this because I know yeah. that you've, you've done your homework over the last few days <laughs> on this situation. Just yeah. you, take, it for, let, let, you know, take us to the end here. But give us a, a sense of where everything is and – and, you know, and, and what you think is really going to come out of it. I mean, are, are, is Alabama going to be the country's whipping? Is everybody going to hate them now? Uh, did, you know, is there going to be pity on Florida State? Look, what, what's going to happen? What do you see happening over the next month as we get to this playoff? And Yeah, I absolutely think that Florida State is the overwhelming uh, sympathetic character in this entire narrative. Uh, and that's why I think talks of, oh, we're going to boycott the bowl or we're going to ban ESPN from pre-production, things like that. It's silly. Uh, you've got the, 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 the nation's sympathies with you, and, you know, just play to that. That might even help you with recruiting down the year. Um, I could see this hastening Florida State's exit from the ACC uh, since the committee is showing very clearly that there are two big conferences and two other conferences, and then the other, you know, non-Power Five, which, by the way, one of those teams will get a seat at the 12 team. So that freezes out another ACC Big 12 possibility. But uh, I could see Florida State heading for the heading for the door. Um, I I I think the Michigan Alabama game is going to be really compelling. Is that uh, credit to the, the committee, they may have picked the two most unlikable programs on the face of the earth, at least college football programs. Um, <laughs> you know, that, those, two, those two programs have made a lot of enemies. And so, oh, and they put uh, them in the I, Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, the, the yeah. mecca of so, all college football postseason. They put them in the Rose Bowl for structural damage during the, you know, maybe the uh, what was it, Black Sunday? Uh, the, yeah, the, the, the blimp. With, with Goodyear blimp coming through. Uh, I, think he, I think people will be rooting for the for the blimp. Um, and you know, I'm sorry if I offended SEC fans tonight, but you can't have good radio without, uh, you know, ruffling a few feathers. And, yes, you SEC fans, it won't be hard for me to find you because you're the same people that were, were wearing the University of Miami gear in the 80s and 90s. Well, Mark, let me – Oh, go ahead, Evan. Finish your thought. Watch. I apologize. I stepped all over you. <laughs> go ahead, Evan. We'll, I apologize. Uh, we'll get good games. We'll watch. We'll um, – 
you know, it'll be our last chance to really argue this over, as Mark alluded to. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we'll walk away grumbling about the money, but powerless to do anything about it. Yeah, you know, and I, I will yeah. put money that this is not the last year that we argue about this, and that next year we're going to be talking about the unfair new system that's representative of only the S- too many SEC or too many Big Ten teams because of either an East Coast bias or an ESPN bias. It's not going to go away until they actually settle it on the field. And the NFL does it. Everybody, hey, you win your conference, you're in. There's a couple of wild cards. You earn that through play on the field. You don't get chosen and stuck in there because you're a bigger school or you have more NIL money or Nick Saban's your coach. That's the most unfair piece. Mark, one question out of left field here. Does FSU, do they have the right to hang a banner like uh, USF does a couple of years ago where they're, you know, 13-0 and undefeated? Should they, they be out there crying for a national championship, or should they just let it go? Well, I, I, would, I would, you know, sometimes you've got to take the high road. It's a little less travel, but you've got to scratch your head and get in your car and, and, and look up and say, I, I don't know what else I can do. You finish undefeated in a Power 5 conference and you're left out because it becomes a popularity and you're not the, the you know the best dressed kid in the class coming back for a reunion so that's the way i would look at it but you know hey you know i i've seen a lot of things go by the wayside because greed has stepped in we've seen horse racing we've seen boxing just don't want to see college football go by the wayside with with just greed taking full sail over everything and it's just been a travesty for, I think, Florida State and Georgia, and people that want to say they want to settle it there, you know, that maybe they should have been in the playoffs too and, and, and settled it there, and Georgia not being able to defend their champions is another travesty, guys. Mm. Well, look, Emmett, we've got about 30 seconds left here. Tell everybody where they could find your article that goes live tomorrow morning. Yes, it'll be on uh, com. Uh, that is the mothership of uh, Draft Nation. Uh, of all of our soon-to-be expansive draft coverage. Uh, we've got a new site coming online very shortly, and you'll be able to find more of my work there at draftcarolina.com. Lots of all stuff, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLS, NCAA. Uh, we'll have it all for you down in the Carolinas, so please check it out. Well, Emmett, thank you very much. Always uh, a spirited debate. Uh, Mark, again, thank you guys for reconvening the roundtable on on an issue. I think this is the first time we've had a show that tackled a single issue the entire night. And, again, of course, a big thanks to our sponsor, iHeartRadio, where you can find all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free. And remember, while Draft Nation may be off the air, we are always on the clock for you. Thanks again, Jen. (laughs) 